Hey there, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Feeling Seen. Well, not exactly a bonus episode. This is a little tease of a full-length bonus episode that awaits you if you become a Maximum Fun member. Just $5 a month gets you access to more than 500 hours of content from Maximum Fun shows, just like this one. As a member, you'll get to hear last year's conversation where I sat down with my friend Matt Kolsky and talked to him about why needy Les Nikki from my beloved Jennifer's body makes me feel seen. This year, producer Marissa comes out from behind the headphones and explains her lifelong affinity with Julie Andrews' Maria from The Sound of Music. If you're already a member, I cannot thank you enough. Truly, we all appreciate it so much here at Maximum Fun. And as I record this, we are just about to cross our first show goal. But every additional new upgrading or boosting member helps. And when I say helps, I mean helps me continue to create this show and keep making a great thing even more great. MaximumFun.org slash join is the website. Check the feeling scene box and voila, you've done it. Thanks again and enjoy this taste of me and Marissa talking about Maria and the Von Trapp family's whole deal. Um, and so then Marissa, what is the character in the film that is under discussion today? Okay, so obviously as the producer of Feeling Scene, I have uh had lots of occasion to think about this. But yeah. I think this falls a little bit more into the like gut feeling category for me. Yeah. And I feel a little silly about it or I I should say I felt a little silly about it for a long time and then I rewatched this movie closely and I it just made me feel a lot of ways and I stand by my pick which is uh Fräulein <laughs> Maria uh later uh Maria von Trapp in <laughs> The Sound of Music as played by Julie Andrews. Now, what was the what was the hesitancy there? I think The Sound of Music is a movie that I well, first of all, I can say that it is a movie that is very precious to me from my own childhood. Mm-hmm. It is one of a handful of movies that I watched on repeat as a little kid. I think it was one that like it was not even a let's go back to the video rental store and rent it over and over again like some like Shirley Temple mm-hmm. movies that I enjoyed as a child. But like we had this on double VHS. It was a repeat watcher for me. And mm-hmm. I mentioned that because I think people think of this as a children's movie and top level, like surface level, who is Fräulein Maria is this kind yeah. of like precious little optimist who yeah. is very like a sprightly and cute and it's just like doesn't have a lot of depth to her and yeah. you know is walking around singing her singing her way through the mountains like even the first song of the movie 
um, after The Hills Are Alive with the Sound of Music is basically yeah. all about how Maria is like a little flitty spirit that nobody can understand. Yeah. How do you solve a problem like Maria? How do you solve a problem like Maria? How do you catch a cloud and pin it down? How do you find a word that means Maria? A flippity gibbet, a will-o'-the-wisp, a clown. And if, I mean, if somebody were out there singing, um, how do you solve a problem like Marissa? Like, that fills my heart with fear. Like, I would hate for that to be a thing that people are thinking. <laughs> I was, that's, I, naturally, I was going to ask, what, has there been a how do you solve a problem like Marissa moment in your life that you know of? I feel like there have absolutely been multiple how do you solve a problem like Jordan Grugiola's. Like, I'm like, yeah, oh, I can see that. Totally. Like, you're going to understand this fully. You're going to understand this fully. Because (laughs) something that we have in common, you and I are our own people in many ways, but what we have in common (laughs) is that I think that we're both, you know, generally positive people. We care a lot about others. Like, it's all, you know, that's maybe top level. But, yeah, I really also really want to be doing a good job at everything. I think this is also something that we share. I want to be doing a great job. I want to be thought of as, I mean, something I take up with my therapist. I I strive to be like above reproach. This is something that I really Uh go for. And that's not great, but it's true. So that's why it fills me with fear. But honestly, watching this movie again as an adult and thinking about it through this lens of, okay, I've claimed this character as, for other reasons down the line, as someone I relate to, I actually realized that, so the context where they're singing, How Do You Solve a Problem Mm -hmm. Like Maria, is at the outset of this movie, Maria is in a convent. She's trying to be in, she's um, a novice, like she's a novitiate. She's trying to yeah, be. Yeah, she, she's she's about to like progress to the novitiate yeah, stage. and they're she's like a postulant, I think, postulant. and then she's about to progress toward novitiate. Yes. But and it's it's pretty split among the nuns. Yeah, does she like? Is she really have? Is she face? charming? Like, I don't think there's any doubt about her faith, but it's like, is she cute yeah. or is she just a mess? But yeah, <laughs> what it made me think about. When I, my first thing, I was like, oh, this is something I'm going to have to tell Jordan I don't really relate to. But I, then I thought about how I purposefully avoid situations that have that kind of stricture to them, whether it's yeah. like in a job or in life in general, I guess. Like the kind of like rules and regulations that Maria is being forced to live under when she's Farline yeah. Maria at the Abbey. I would absolutely be a Maria in that situation. I, I, everything that Maria says in her own defense, oh, I'm sorry that I was late, but I was in the woods and I was so taken with the beauty of the sky. And it's even very, it's religious for her. I'm like, yeah, like, why would anybody be mad at that? And I think if I got in trouble for that, I would re, (laughs) I would react like, well, screw this place. We are on the approach in The Sound of Music to the Anschluss. We are on the approach to the German annexation of Austria in the name of unity under the Reich. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Von Trapp is, he is a Navy hero. Mm -hmm. He is like a retired naval hero of Austria. And he is not thinking kindly about the impending quote unquote union that's just a uh, Nazi usurpation of, of yeah. Austria. 
Um, which, by the way, I th- and I'll get I won't won't lose track of my point here, but I do think that the movie has an interestingly nuanced and I would even almost say like realistic depiction mm. of this moment in history. I mean, obviously, I was, didn't live there, but it's not just you know Georg von Trapp has this pure ideals and he knows that the Nazis are evil. He ha- he's yeah. very he has a commitment to his like Austrian values and doesn't to, want yeah, to be to being an Austrian. Then there's a lot of people that are getting sucked in to the status quo and like the power of mm-hmm. what's going on with the Third Reich. It's and like that's what it's about. It's like not about values. It's about kind of like going with the flow, and that yeah. seems like a sort of realistic way that you know an evil force takes power is that people are like, yeah. okay, you know, this is how because it is everybody now. because everybody's Uncle Max for the most part, right? Uncle Max who says, you know, it's best just to get along with people. Come on, children, let's go home. Why was he so cross? Everybody's cross these days, darling. Maybe the flag with the black spider on it makes people nervous. Is father going to be in trouble? Well, he doesn't have to be. The thing to do these days is to get along with everybody. I want you all to remember that tonight at the concert. And that, I yeah. think, again, is another thing that the movie at its surface you might see it as this movie that is about optimism and how optimism will get us, you know, just think happy thoughts, you know, uh, raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Just think these happy thoughts and it'll get you through the hard times, la, la, la. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, (laughs) simply remember my favorite (laughs) things and then I don't feel so bad. Does it really work? Of course it does. You try it. What things do you like? Pussy Willow. Christmas. Bunny Rabbit. Yes. No school. Telegram. Birthday present. Any present. Yes. Ladybug. What? A good sleep. A true good sometimes. But like when push comes to shove and shit gets real, it's like now's not the time to sing. Like now. Yeah. Now we we need to take care of business and like not cooperate with evil. And I think that that's, I appreciate that too. Would it help if we sang about our favorite things? No, darling. This is one time it would not help. You must be very quiet. Well, I think a, a thing that I have been looking forward to asking you is because like uh, one of the most like notable parts about Maria, I think is that she is actually never a pushover for Georg. She, mm-hmm. like, she, you know, she listens politely, but she kind of needles him and she defies him from the very start when he's, like, telling her to be a drill sergeant with his kids. And she, and he's like, were you always this much trouble at the Abbey? And she's like, oh, no, I was way worse. Like, like, no, 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 it gets, it gets worse than this. And, you know, there is a moment where she has, you know, an exchange later on in the movie where she's like, I shouldn't have said, like, those really strong-handed things to you. Like, my outspokenness is one of my worst qualities. And that's kind of the only moment she self-deprecates away mm-hmm. from her her fortitude. But my question is, what historically is your, and what is your current relationship with authority in regards to how Maria's relationship with authority is? Which isn't necessarily, it's not necessarily, um... She doesn't respect authority. She really does. Yeah. But she is unfailingly herself 
regardless of what the confines of the mandates of authority sort of tell her to be. You know, actually, hearing you describe it like that, I feel even more of an affinity with the character than, you know, maybe the initial description. Because I don't know if I would self-describe as particularly, like, you know, outspoken, pushing back on authority per se. Yeah. But then as you went on and describe it, I, yeah, I, I feel like I have a respect for authority in theory, but in practice, right. it really does come down to what does the authority represent. And so yeah. for Maria, you know, she has a great deal of respect for, like, the mother superior. So yeah. she treats her with a lot of deference. She sort of, like, knows her place with Captain Von yeah. Trapp. But because what he... She's there to help him raise his children. And from the yeah. jump, she's just like, every fiber of my being tells me that what you're doing is detrimental to these children. Yeah, you're, like, actually doing a bad job yeah. raising these kids. And, like, not just bad for the kids, but bad for him, too, right? He's not yeah. doing what he needs to thrive in this beautiful family, in this beautiful life that he could potentially have. Yeah. And she sees that. She understands that, like, interpersonal dynamic, which I also really relate to, having a, a sense mm -hmm. of that. And she just can't st sit idly by. She has to say how she feels. And yeah. I think that is true I my it's something my father I'm, I'm very close with my father and my mother passed away when I was 15 mm. and I am happy that unlike Captain Von Trapp <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my father you know, and I have always been able to talk about my mom and mm -hmm. one of the most common things that causes my dad to say oh you're just like your mother in x way yeah. is that he says that I can't hide how I'm really feeling about something Ah, okay. Like, if I have a strong feeling about something, it shows up mm -hmm. on my face before I think about it, you yeah. know? And I <laughs> yeah. can school my verbal reaction to something, but uh -huh. my face shows it first. If I don't, if I really don't like a person, like, in a fundamental, like, I think you're, like, I think you might not be good kind of mm -hmm. way, I cannot look them in the eye <laughs> because I will just be so obviously like derisive that I, I like so then I just fulfill exactly what I'm trying to avoid by not even making eye contact with them so it just becomes wildly apparent anyway that like I don't either don't respect or don't like this person or that I'm just a total bitch because I'm not gonna make <laughs> eye contact with somebody so yeah I ha that's a um, that's a toughie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think of friends saying, like, something funny or weird or bad or whatever happens, and friends, like, pointing to me saying, Marissa, your face, you know, like, whatever, <laughs> like, whatever automatic face that I made uh, to something, never mind <laughs> what I, you know, in a split second, I've, like, schooled myself back to, you know, and that's a, that's a Maria thing, too, right? You know, she's got her, her moment, to, but, but to tie it back to the, the question about authority, I think that, um, yeah, if I if it's something that goes against my values uh -huh. and it's something that is a part of my responsibility, um, yeah. especially professionally, which is true for Maria, my gosh, like I would not sit there and nod. You know, I would I would have to say how I felt. And I think I'm fortunate that I haven't gotten in a lot of trouble for it. I haven't, I wouldn't <laughs> say to someone, oh, yes, it's my outspokenness that got me in trouble. But you know what? If I grew up in 1930s Germany or Austria, I think that might have been a different story if I were me in a different context than where mm -hmm. I, than the life and time 
and people among which I, I was raised. I would say it's cost me a couple jobs at this point. <laughs> <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.